Hello, everyone. And before this week's episode of the podcast, I want you all to really quickly pause this, go over to Instagram, follow the at the elephants account, and send me a DM with the word yo. Y O, just the word yo. You will not regret it. Go over to Instagram, go to at the elephants, and send me a DM from your account with the word yo, keyword yo, and Rob Morris yo is going to hit you up. You're going to like it. Trust me. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of At the Elephants. I'm your host, Rob Morris. This is the only UNCSA NCSA podcast in the whole world that I've ever heard of. Uh, I have gotten DMs. I actually got one uh, recently that I really liked where somebody was like, I was going to make this show, and then someone told me that you were already doing it, and I started listening, and I love it. And I was like, fuck yeah. Sorry I got there first, bro. But, you know. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, get there first. If you have an idea, I'm going to go a little motivational here just for a second because I'm very much in the middle of building something new for myself and I want to share that. So if you're building something new, if you're starting a podcast, if you're starting a YouTube channel, uh, and by the way, if you're not doing both, you should be doing both. Uh, If you're going to do either, you might as well do both. And um, if you're doing something that you don't know how to get off the ground and you're not sure, just start. Start and do your first one. Do your first episode. Do your first podcast. Do your first play. Do your first dance by yourself. Do your first stand-up comedy set. Get the fuck up and go do it. Honestly, and if you have to turn this fucking podcast off to go do it, I don't give a shit. Turn me off. Turn me off right now and go do the thing that you've been waiting for, that you've been thinking about, that you've been over planning, that you've been worrying about production value instead of creation, do it. Especially, especially if you're listening to this and you went to the North Carolina School of the Arts, if you think that your professors, if your teachers, if your choreographers, if your filmmaking educators, whatever you did, don't agree with me wholeheartedly about this, then I think you wasted a shitload of your parents' money or the money that you still owe the government. I think for sure. Because I think everyone at that school, on any faculty, would agree the first thing that you're going to make is probably going to suck. The first one's going to suck. The first episode of this is so weird. It's not bad. It's kind of bad. But it's it's very different from this. Go Pause this and go listen to the first episode. It's not even very long. There's like way too many people on it. It's thematic, which is not a problem. But it's like about people changing their names and shit after they graduate and go and buy stage names. It's kind of interesting. But the only reason that was the theme of the episode is because I had like five people in my class who changed their name when they graduated. And those are the only people I could get on the show when I first started. You got to start. Just get fucking started. And... In the spirit of getting started, let's get started with this episode. I am in Austin, Texas, folks. I have made the transition. I'm going to be here for the next uh, few months and get in the podcast studio. This was the very first podcast episode ever recorded at the Daily Open Mic Theater and Podcast Studio on Olin Road in North Austin, and I'm fucking psyched. It was a great interview. Uh... 
I talk about in this episode about how there's like three categories, right? And I've kind of talked about this before, which is like I'm either catching up with an old friend, I'm talking to a total stranger, or the super fun one, which is like, I kind of know you, I thought I knew you, I've seen you, I follow you. Who are you? That's what this episode is. Paige DeBoer, everybody, happened to be in town. She lives in Florida. We're going to talk about it. She just so happened to be like, oh, I'm coming to Austin to hang out with my friend. I saw it on social. I hit her up. I was like, do you have time in your short vacation to make some time for me and for the At The Elephants listeners who are so anxious to know what the fuck you're up to? And uh, she did. She made the time. She came here at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday after hanging out with her friends, and she made time to talk to me. And more importantly, the way I see it is she made time to talk to you, okay? So she did this for you, for you to listen to, and I hope you do. She's amazing. She's so sweet. She's so talented. She's so beautiful. She's Paige DeBoer. Enjoy this episode. Also, I don't know why I have all this energy. I'm sure you're probably wondering, and I didn't do any drugs, I promise. Right, Paige. Welcome. Hi. You're the first ever at the Elephants interview in Austin, Texas. Awesome. Uh, which is a total accident because you don't live here. Uh, it's a total accident. You're leaving tomorrow, <laughs> and you happen to be in town. Yeah. Uh, so what are you? Uh, what are you doing here? I am visiting a best friend of mine. We've known each other for 20 years. Oh my God. She's been here for about a year, and she's got a little little baby girl. So she's turning three. Is it your first time meeting the daughter? Mm-mm, no. Oh, okay. I mean, the first time that she's going to remember, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Like, for, Hopefully. Like, she's like, she calls me um, Auntie Shay, which is Leah's sister. Oh, now, so I'm she just, doesn't know the difference? I'm correcting her. Right, like, right, right. Auntie Paige. And she's like, okay, Auntie Shay. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not going like, to do this we'll anymore. We'll keep crossing this bridge as it comes to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's so, awesome. You, uh, do you guys grow up together? Um, we met in middle school. We were trying to figure out exactly. Where are you from? Winston-Salem. I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> of, the, some, of, some of our <laughs> listeners often bring it up. Yeah, yeah I've heard mm-hmm. of this town. Yeah, born and raised. Nice. Um, so she moved there in middle school. We danced together. We grew up dancing together. And then um, we've been friends ever since. She's been all across the world. And we've, you know, in and out, staying in um, to... Um, Stay in contact. You know, you go in and out of like times in your life where you're not really talking, uh-huh. but they're always that. Like she was always there. That's an interesting dynamic, right? Like I'm actually really glad you brought that up because I've. So it sounds like my show, right? Like I'm really glad you said something. No time for me to talk. <laughs> um, no, no, but it, it does. It sparks this thing that I've been thinking about a lot, which is like I've, I've come back to Austin, where mm-hmm. I'm from. You know, this is my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't move here until I was probably seven or eight, but you know, significant childhood yeah. in Austin. And um, you know, I'm, I'm meeting up with some new friends. I just saw somebody last night I haven't seen since eighth grade. Yeah. Um, saw a couple other people from high school, more yeah. like more recent. That I didn't even recognize. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm Rob. And they're like, I know who you are. We went to high school together. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I like really yeah. look at them and I'm like, oh, I do. Yeah. I do recognize you. I know you are. It's just been 13 years or some Crazy. shit, right? Um, and I think it's very interesting how different friendships like that evolve over 
decades of time Mm -hmm. and you just have no concept of that until you're in it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like you you talk to people when you're younger who maybe when you're in high school you talk to your parents maybe they have a couple friends from college or high school that are still in their lives and you're like oh that just seems cool and you you take it for granted like Mm -hmm. yeah my high school friends will also be friends with me when I'm 50 and then you get to just 30 Mm -hmm. and you're like Oh shit! Who's still left? Yeah, that's yeah. that's around in yeah. my life and part of it. Yeah, so much so that I would go meet their kid now that they have a kid, right. or I would go to their wedding or whatever. It's very a small number. It's really small, yeah. and I think it. Well, and here's the other thing that I think is interesting because I'm going to get into this while I'm here too. I went to high school with a, a group of girls that uh, I wasn't particularly close with any of them. I mean, I knew who all of them, most mm-hmm. of them, and I knew them on a first name basis. We went to middle and high school together. And they call themselves the Texas Ladies Club. Oh, oh. Like that name came up after graduation. They like kind of came up with it. So they've been friends since like middle school, into high school, went to like different schools for college across the state of Texas and maybe some left the state. But most of them, as far as I can tell, moved back to the general central Texas, Austin, Houston ish, at least area. And they have brunch, and they go to each wow. other's baby showers, and there's like fucking twelve of them, Paige. And they this is like a a massive group of school, friends high that school. stay. Yeah, I'm talking like, like here's my name. We're branding this. So yeah, <laughs> I can like name these twelve girls right wow. now, and it's crazy because I'm I'm throwing the number out randomly, and you know they don't all make it to all the affairs, right, right, right. But you follow them on social media, and I'm like. Wow. This picture is like yeah. of you, the same friend group, exactly. Like That's you guys barely left and stayed here and they seem legitimately happy the, with it. And right. the idea for me processing that, if I was yeah. still here with my original friend group, I'd be miserable. Yeah. They're good people, yeah. but it's just not what I wanted it, to yeah. do. Yeah, right. And it's it's kind of impressive. And if, especially if it's not forced. You I know, used it's to judge like it that. and now I don't. Well, I was going to say, because when you, when you started this, I was like, Ooh, the Texas Lily. <laughs> like what? <Right. laughs> like what are TLC. they? Do- yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? I know. But it's kind of, it's really awesome. It's not kind of. Awesome. It is really a awesome. tremendously impressive support group. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, so they're all getting married. They're mm-hmm. all having kids, mm-hmm. in and around the same time. Some mm-hmm. before others, of course. But to know that you're like. 10 yeah fucking not two <laughs> your 10 girls are gonna be at your yeah. baby shower i can't even imagine like i well, don't have those 10 people exactly. to call i just don't friends are hard to find especially yeah. as a, an adult they built families yeah. out of their friends yeah and, and that I, was not yeah. something i ever set out to do i don't i don't think i did either right i don't and i don't i know f- my friends i have friends who say their friends are their family and i'm like you know, I'm not like I don't have this huge traditional large family like but my family's my family and mm-hmm. my friends, you know, I can call them family in ways, but like they're literally people who just these are my friends are my family. Like Thanksgiving, right. Christmas, for everything. Right. You're there for them. For yeah. Them. Are you someone who do you feel lone wolf day to day? Like, do you feel like I'm on this, I'm in this life kind of doing it solo? Or do you feel like you're part of like you and maybe your family or maybe some friends? Or is Mm -hmm. there like a group that you're like, we're getting through this life? Or are you making just so many decisions that are solely based on what you're doing that you're like, it's pretty much page, you know, the page channel every day. That's what I'm focusing on. Not to make you sound self-centered. No. Because I'm, I'm, I'll give you my answer Mm -hmm. just to make it easier to understand what I'm saying. I am the lone wolf guy. Mm -hmm. I love community. I love building communities. I love. Like a leader. Yeah. Yeah. But 
I do have leadership qualities. I am very much an initiative person. Mm-hmm. I'm an ambitious person. Mm-hmm. So even though I feel like I'm, I work to surround myself with supportive people, I do in my head, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on a solo mission. You know, yeah. I'm in the woods with my ax like yeah. against the world in a way. And I'm, I'm starting to think more like how many people think of it that way and how many people think of it like it takes a village, yeah. you know? I, don't, I think I, I rely on people too much. Mm. Like I can't make decisions without like someone being like, yeah, that's the right. You one. need someone else to give you permission. And I need to, I'm trying to get better at that because I don't want to live my it's life. It's so like important. That. You know, I don't want to be like. I love what? that you know that and recognize that, and you're trying to push because first like of all, it's fucking hard. It's so it's hard. It's super <laughs> big kid stuff. It's really hard. It's yeah. some people never figure that out, yeah. and it is a recurring theme on this show. Mm. Um, lots of people are either struggling with that mm-hmm. or in the process of getting over it, uh, which maybe that's the same thing. And then a lot of times, also, is I get this the person who's like, I finally let go. Yeah, I finally was like, no one. I don't need anyone's permission. I'm yeah. gonna do my thing, and and those people are awake. And like it's when like, you talk to them, their eyes are wide. Yeah. They're like, I don't give a fuck. It's like re like a rebirth of, of understanding. Like there's not really like, I, it's kind of hard because it's like right and wrong. Like I feel like it, there is a wrong choice. I'm making yeah. the wrong choice if I do. You know, I, and I don't like that. I don't yeah. want to make the wrong choice. I want to yeah. be the right. I want to make it the right choice. Do <laughs> you think? What do you, where do you think that comes from? Is that like a school thing of like they programmed you early to be like there's a right and there's a wrong, and there's an A and there's an F? Was it a family thing of being very strict uh, I, well, of I, like expectations? Where do you think that thing of like you have to be? Because I, I, I find great freedom and I think I always thrived in finding great freedom in the gray. Mm-hmm. I'm the mm-hmm. one who's like, I don't want to know there's a black and white mm-hmm. answer because then I can be wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to know that it's subjective wow. so that my answer is just my truth. Yeah. And you can't judge me for that. It's right. like, there is no, it's like, was it funny? There's no right or wrong exactly. answer. Was it funny? I think it's funny. It's you like don't. taste. It's like what, what, exactly. you, what, you, what you like. And unless it's <laughs> fucking math, yeah. unless we're talking about numbers, yes. that's all it is. Exactly. Like unless yeah. it's literally measurable yeah. or quantifiable, yeah. it's all subjective. And you know what? I hate math so much. Yeah. So don't fuck with that. Hate it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Why? Yeah. That, that's how I'm living my life though. Like right. I'm lit- lit- trying to like math problem my life way through life you know? mm, like mm-hmm. and I don't I think it did come from I was homeschooled oh, so cool. I was homeschooled all the way until I went to school of the arts for for college did you, did you uh do prep did you high school no uh-uh gotcha. did nothing it was just public well, high school or no you said sorry homeschool. All, yeah, yeah all the way all the way through um my mom I think probably she, it was it was a good balance because I, I was a free spirit. I got to be whoever I wanted to be. There was, like, no rules in that sense. Like, this right. is the way you act or this is how you – like. She so, in a way, the two things I put forward as options are the same thing. Yeah. I was like, was it school or your family? And yeah. you're like, those aren't different. Yeah, those yeah. the same. That's same interesting. Family. But That's I think it was – like, my just my mom's – you know, I spent most of my time with her. Yeah. And I think it was just – she just wanted the best she wanted the best for me right and so i think i and it wasn't even like for me she was so like be be you here's you know the world is yours you can be whoever you want to be and i think for her she put pressure on herself to do the right thing to do right ways but i saw that 
Right. So it, she wasn't actually teaching me that. But, but she was living by example and ex- you were picking it up. And I was up. picking it up. And yeah. I think that's where it's just like. I think that's real parenting. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Like yeah. I want to give your mom credit for sure because I often try to decode myself and other people I think got lucky with parents mm-hmm. and somehow got programmed in some helpful ways. Maybe the parents didn't even know what the fuck they were doing and did right. an accident. Right. Um, but I really think through my, you know, conversations and study in that it's it's by example more than mm-hmm. it is by lecture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got to tell your kids, look, this is A, B, C. There, yeah. there does have to be that. But way more powerful that is just fucking do it yourself. Yeah. Because what you don't realize often is that the examples your parents are laying down that aren't even intentional, mm-hmm. that you're not even picking up mm-hmm. on as like, oh, hey, that's a thing. You're just absorbing it yeah. and becoming it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're fucking 30 and, and you're like I'm my mom oh yeah <laughs> well and, and in the good yeah, and the bad exactly. ways right yeah, because exactly. and you recognize the good things you're like oh yeah. man she was this that and the other uh-huh. and I love that that came onto me but then I look at someone like uh you know my dad and I'm like there are certain qualities that he has that I'm so appreciative of mm-hmm. that I soaked in but then there are also these things that he does that I never even realized I was soaking in too yeah. and I'm like oh yeah I don't want to do that yeah I want to yeah. change that one right exactly and I think that's where you know, being that's really it's a hard job to be a parent. Yeah. I mean, I don't want a job like it's a task, but like oh, but it, it is. It, it is. Yeah, it's it's the most it's the hardest, most underpaid job in America. Well, and you're being you're affecting someone so much forever, forever for yeah. the rest. Yeah, for longer than you'll probably live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, it is, and and that's what that's what that word I think legacy has mm-hmm. its most power, which is like. People are like, what's your legacy? And it's like, and what they often mean by that is like, what billion dollar business are you going right. to build that you leave behind with your name on it? You yeah. know, Trump style. Like, yeah. what's your legacy? And it's like, legacy is simply, in my mind, which is a word I really like, is is a word that applies to anything you leave behind when you're mm-hmm. gone. Anything. Mm-hmm. Like anything that, because more people on this planet have died than are alive right now. Like most of the people that have ever been people yeah. are dead. We don't know who most of them are. Yeah. Few of them we do. Yeah. Every now and then someone it's does so something true. so fucking big that yeah. we remember who Abraham Lincoln is for a really long time. Yeah. But like, you know, the guy who lived next door to Abraham Lincoln <laughs> yeah. is fucking nobody. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be somebody. Exactly. But what I think is interesting is that that dude who did live next to Lincoln might have some legacy mm-hmm. that's still alive that we're not aware of because it just only stuck with his family right and it's like they still have that table that was in the cabin or whatever a, yeah. the f- you know what I mean yeah. like and I think that that if we're working a little bit more towards that as legacy which is like just leave something that people are like oh man remember Paige mm. she was a good person mm. glad she was here and that's not like Oh my God! Did she leave some right. kids a billion dollars yeah. or some shit? <laughs> right. Like, what did she do? What did right. she do with her life? Exactly. Like, and the pressure that you do have, like, that's something that's I'm kind of struggling with. I think right now I'm not doing anything with dance. Mm-hmm. I just moved to Florida from North Carolina, and I was teaching dance, so I still had it a little bit. Um, but now being in Florida, my biggest dream, like my biggest goal after school, I wanted to work in Disney World. That cool. was what I wanted yeah. so badly. And I didn't want anything else. What did you want to do there? Did I wanted you... to dance. Right. I just wanted to like be. Like in the parades yeah, and shit? Yeah. Cool. I just wanted to be like a whatever. They wanted a princess if right, I, right, I could have right, been. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> whatever. But, um, Why, let, me, let me pause for a second. Why not say that first? 
I feel like that's the yeah. thing you wanted the most. I think I, yeah, it right? probably was. Yeah. So what, what's your hesitation? Do you think to just when I was like, "Where do you want to do it?" Disney World. I want to be fucking princess right now. <laughs> like, why didn't you just say that? There was some hesitation. Like, oh, I don't I know, think, dancing, whatever they want. And right. I was like, I really want to be a fucking princess. I do. I did want to be a Which princess. Which one? Um, Belle. Nice. Suiting. I think that'd be perfect. I really. She's my favorite. She's For my sure. Favorite one. She's good. She's cool. She's a hot nerd. She's a you know? badass. She's a super hot nerd who's like really, really actually doesn't get rescued the way so many of the other ones exactly. do. Exactly. She's like kind of one of the first ones that weren't like, yeah, she wasn't super like she's one of the damsel early, in distress. Yeah, she's brave as fuck. Yeah, she freaking hung out with the beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's brave. She's badass. And also uh, like curious in that dangerous mm-hmm. way. Yeah. That's the cool thing about yeah. Belle too. It's yeah. like. A fucking monster <laughs> told you just don't go in this side of the giant building. One you can, rule. You, yeah, you go wherever you want. It's a fucking castle. So big. There's so much room. There's like and 40 like, bedrooms. And she's like, that one hallway yeah. I can't go down, I got to see what's up. I think up. I relate to that. Even though I'm like a right-wrong person, Yeah. I think like in that situation, I think I would kind of be like, well, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> like, but like, aren't you, like, we're watching a Disney movie, so we're not too scared for Belle. Right. But a giant beast man. But put it in perspective, like, put, like, me. Sure. I go to this castle. Right. Because my dad's there. Right. You know, because the horse told me. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I sure. figure out that he's there. Sure. Somehow. And then he tells me I have to stay. But, like, it's an actual beast. Like, a monster. Right. Like, that's really scary. If you put yeah. it, like... <laughs> He's like 10 feet like, tall. Remove the cartoon part and like actually put yourself in. Okay, so maybe that hopefully that doesn't happen. Like hopefully no one ever. It's like it's unlikely, sure. And but there are mon- there are people who are monsters. I mean, but For that's, sure. and that's the thing. It's like it is hard because she kind of was I guess she gave herself she put her self in her dad's place so her right. dad could be free, but still it was like kind of an abusive relationship, For you sure. know? And she was like but I need to do this for my dad. But I think, I mean, people are put them, they are with monsters. They do you like Edward Scissorhands? Do you know that movie? I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of parallels in that, obviously, right? You yeah. have a deeply disturbed man who feels like he doesn't belong. Yeah. He lives up in his little house that no one's allowed to go in. And then he falls in love with a pretty girl who's like, I like you, but you're weird. But yeah. I don't know exactly how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think it's very interesting that we are so fascinated with this, like, First of all, I'm very curious if you could swap the genders on that dynamic. Right. Could you put a disfigured or weird lady in a tower or in a castle Mm -hmm. or in a whatever and have the handsome man Mm -hmm. make it? I mean, you could. I'm I'm asking like in Hollywood, like Mm. would that movie sell the same way? Would we get the same values from it? Because I think we romanticize the female approaching the like disturbed gruff PTSD mm. man who mm-hmm. needs help in sorting out and she's mm. kind of trying to trying to soothe his wounds yeah. with her gentle nature and it's oh, like that's, that's kind of the story in both of those yeah. and I wonder if you could flip it yeah. like could a man with his sweetness yeah. soothe this like angry bitter old and woman and people who get lives the same reaction thing? maybe I'm I, very curious about I, that I'd never thought about it I often think right. about like tropes we grew up with are like our particular like mm-hmm. elder millennial generation like mm-hmm. Could you flip them? Yeah. Do they still work? Do they still make sense? Or what would we get out of that? And because now I think, 
where our our world is really moving forward with like it's not really gender you know you can kind of just it's not binary yeah yeah and so i think now moving forward i think we're going to see things that are like maybe challenging yeah. That a little more. And yeah it is it's kind of like it encourages men to be sensitive i think we're like oh getting to a point where it's okay to have emotions as a male right and it's okay like we're getting to this point where women strong independent you can do this like we're there right but what about the guys like and that's what i'm saying yeah. is that as a so as a little girl you watch beauty and the beast mm -hmm. and you're like wow she's powerful mm -hmm. like not only is she brave not only is she like taking care of the family yeah. like she's really the matriarch of her household because right. this old dude's kind of nuts and yeah. he's constantly like working on shit that doesn't pay and it's like Aww. so yeah. so she's really crushing it everyone in town loves her like mm -hmm. she's great mm -hmm. but she's kind of weird but you she's know, people, weird people are like oh, and the people yeah. the people everyone are supposed to like don't click mm -hmm. with her so there's that cool like outlaw version yeah. like she's great and then there's this deeply broken man that she like fixes mm -hmm. and 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 mends his wounds yeah. you know which is great but i'm like i'm very very curious because as a young boy you watch so many things that are like as a man mm -hmm. you're incredibly powerful mm -hmm. you're deeply capable but you're flawed as fuck mm -hmm. and only the soft touch of a, a female yeah. is gonna soothe you into so that's one of the reasons I think, like, you know, we talk a lot about, like, what are the what are the princess stories do to little girls? Mm -hmm. And we should talk about that. Yeah. But we also don't talk a lot about what they do that's to true. little boys because we watch those fucking movies, yeah. too. You know, we weren't just like, I mean, you know, I watch Aladdin. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, so the lesson is I got to, like, I got to front and fake my way into the room yeah. so that eventually I can get their attention and then she'll see I'm a good dude right. and worth it. But if you're poor... Nip. sorry dude right like that's it's a good point and it's hard because you are you're being you're you're growing up with a role that's it's dark it's like like you it's heavy it's like yeah. you know and and honestly the chick is normally rescuing the guy yeah truthfully like really in most of the disney stories that's what's yeah, really happening it's really because like, the dude is often on a track even like even I would say one of the closest that's maybe even in a weird way, and I might get pushback on this, which I'm fine with. If anything, I think the one it's it's funny how Cinderella works, right? Because mm -hmm. you have this chick who's born to this house where nobody fucking likes her, and mm -hmm. they make her work all the time. Her life is miserable, but yet she's not really miserable as a person. Yeah, like she's unhappy. Yeah, because they're not nice to her, and right. that sucks. But she bounces back like every day. Yeah, like as soon as they leave and they she's stop being the bitches, birds. yeah, she's, she's chilling. She's yeah, yeah, she finds a way to find yeah. joy. And yet this prince mm -hmm. who's about to be pushed into this arranged marriage who doesn't want to do mm -hmm. it is more interested in just looking for anyone else to to fix it for yeah. him. And in a way, yeah, she saves him in that story too. Yeah. Um, but it, it is funny that like, but I also think that's something that we don't give enough credit to, which is like, I do think there's harmful lessons sometimes in, in some of those yeah. movies for sure. But it's like, if all you draw you know, they say the example of like, oh, the knight in shining armor is not going to come save you, princess. Mm -hmm. That's not like Rapunzel is, I guess, the great classic example, right? right? She's literally hopeless. And then she gets kissed without consent. And that makes her life better. Yeah. That's a weird story. Yeah. It's a weird fucking story. <laughs> um, that one kind of aside, because I don't know how much it totally fits into this. If anything, we could talk more about what's the new one they did. 
Is it frozen? No, 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 no. no. The new Rapunzel. The the like tangled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that's much more nuanced. Yeah, and has like you know Flynn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy needs fucking help. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's super interesting. But I, I think we don't we don't really talk a lot about like what other lessons are we learning other than that? Like, it's true. You're not gonna get saved, princess. Sure, fair, totally legit. Parents should fucking tell their yeah. kids that when they watch right. the movie. Yeah. Like, that's your... You don't need to, like, wait for a guy to come rescue you. A hundred percent. And that's a great lesson. I don't think we need to edit the movies. I think you just need to fucking tell your kids. Exactly. This isn't real life. Yeah. Just like, hey, did you know you can't rob a bank either? Like, the next movie we're <laughs> right. going to watch? Like, there's you know lots that, of stuff like, that's not real. You can't put on a costume and save the world. <laughs> but we'll, yeah, but what we don't do, what we don't do is we don't talk to the little boys about mm. the lessons they might be picking mm-hmm. up from that kind of stuff as True. well. Which I think could be equally putting well, you on the wrong trajectory. And I think like as a young boy or whatever, though you don't be young, it's kind of you're you don't really like the princess movies because you're not all the time shown in a great light. The guy, you know what I mean? Like, why would well, you like, I like that? I like Beauty and the Beast because I I fancied myself more a piece of furniture than the <laughs> you right. know than the Beast. Right. I, I didn't see myself in the Beast yeah. because I'm also not like. I was a, a very sensitive boy. Mm-hmm. I was very sweet. I wasn't like hyper aggressive or yeah. like trying to prove my masculinity. So I didn't relate to that. Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah. covered in hair. Yeah. Don't know how, you know, it's like, I, that wasn't me. I was more like a witty clock, which, yeah. you know, makes sense because I ended yeah. up playing that part in the musical. Um, but there's something, there's something else in there too, right? Because we talk a lot about the, male female dynamics in those movies Mm -hmm. and there's often all these supporting characters that are the actual wisdom right Right. like sebastian yeah and little mermaid is like one of the only ones in the whole movie who like has his head on his shoulders and is trying to help people get (laughs) their shit together and he kind of knows what's going on the whole time and then we get a little caught up in like oh so what girls should shut up it's like no no No, watch the whole movie yeah there's lots of lessons in there oh and that's the thing like it's not black and white those movies are not this is well the, the, fairy the tale. future of little mermaid is <laughs> oh gosh oh, come on no. that was easy it was easy <laughs> jokes are over here no i'm excited about it i heard no. a guy the other night i i'm gonna i remember his name so i i'm, I'm gonna drop his joke but i'll give him full credit because it's super funny <laughs> uh i went to an open mic the other night he'll never hear this he didn't even know who i am yet uh but his name's jared alexander homie good joke it was uh he's like i'm excited for the black little mermaid because i'm I can't, I can't wait to see how they do the whole movie without getting her hair wet. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Is that, that is, fucking good? Wow! It's, it's so a, good. It, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh my god! I was in tears. I'm in tears now. It's such a funny joke. Um, yeah, I think that's dope. I say remake all of them with yeah mixed. I, well, you know, I'm excited that they're sticking with the uh, the races in Mulan. I think it's an important part well, of the story. Well, that's the thing. Like you can kind of. <laughs> You can't. I couldn't play Mulan. Like it wouldn't be the same story. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it's it's like culture. But like, isn't we're it? talking about a mermaid. Yeah. I don't want to break anyone's heart, but they're not real. Like right. they're made up character. Correct. They're make made up creatures. Yeah. They don't have to be like realistic. And honestly, like if we're thinking about it, if mermaids were real and we are in the Caribbean or whatever, nice. She wouldn't be white skinned you know you are she wouldn't be like like white yeah you know what I mean? right like, it's like the like jesus is white yeah. argument you're right. like geographically <laughs> that doesn't really make yeah, i'm not sure about that <laughs> yeah. um no i love that i also think it's interesting like i man i don't know how 
the last time I was, I had such a good Disney conversation. This is excellent. <laughs> you're you're um, hanging with the Disney Have you guy. been to Disneyland in California? No. I really want to go. It's really fucking weird, but I think you would like it. Okay. And when I say it's weird, I mean that there are an abundant, there's an abundance of adults there without okay. children. You know, that's like a big thing. Like, um, at least in, I'm sure in Disneyland too, they, the parents, like yeah. of kids, want to like not allow adults there without children so there's this, like a name for them but i don't i can't think of it but like i went and when you go for the first time i mean you don't have to get one but i was with my girlfriend at the time and she grabbed mm-hmm. one which is like they have little pins they're yeah. like my first time at disneyland yeah. or whatever so i'm wearing it and i'm on one of the trams like going from some place to another place mm-hmm. maybe parking i don't remember and there's these like four other women sitting with us kind of like facing us mm-hmm. like a like a train car and we're kind of looking at each other, we're chatting, and like, oh, it's your first time. And I was like, yeah. And uh, I went to Disney World when I was a kid, but other right. than that, it's my second time at a Disney park. And um, they're like, oh, that's so cool. Do you live in L.A.? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I live I live like in L.A. proper. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how long have you lived here? And I was like, what, four years probably? They're like, and this is your first time coming? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm a grown man <laughs> with no children. I didn't even know if I was allowed here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, like, like I'm, why would I go? You really? know, I also <laughs> haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese this right. year. Like, you know what I mean? In my head, I'm like, right. I'm not trying to overjudge, but I, and it was cool. Yeah. I don't need a season pass. Right. Like, with with kids, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And I didn't even get to go to California Adventure, which is the one with all the fucking roller coasters right. that I would like anyway. Exactly. More. So I'm like, Disneyland like, was fun. It was cool. But like, I don't need to go for What are you going to do? Wait in line to like meet Anna and Elsa? No. You don't, you're, yeah. there's no drive to do that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there's mad adults and oh, not yeah. just women, men and women. Mm-hmm. It's mostly women, but lots of men too. Yeah. They go every weekend yeah. or they have, do you know what Dapper Day is? Yes. So that's like all this retro yes. outfit, they cosplay yeah. with no children. I know. It's so weird to it, me. I was going to say it's it's people's normal. I yeah. mean, it's like they're like, I mean, I, I have like a community. Have, like I said, exactly. I'm a fan of people getting together, doing yeah. something they love. So I don't yeah. give a fuck. To right. me, that's a lot of fucking money for a hobby. Well, exactly. And that's what it, it, it is. A really Especially expensive. if you live in L.A. because it's not in L.A. It's in Anaheim. It's like an hour drive. drive. Right. And that's how like, I mean, a lot of people. In Florida, they you know a lot of my friends have a Disney Pass, and they're like, "When are you gonna get yours?" I'm like, "Uh, never." Like, right. I love it, but like, I can't afford that crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Was it like four or five hundred bucks or some crazy shit, depending on which one you get? In Florida, over a thousand dollars. No way. Yeah. And what does that what does that get you? A year? Uh, like free park? Yeah, a year. So that's a year. An you price. get parking. parking. What else do you get? Do you get like Photo a fucking pass, beer uh, once a month or something? Like, should, well. Probably not. They're, right. Yeah, you know, they're, right. They're like, you know, no, you just get in. But I guess if you go like four times, I guess that's enough. But like, that's a lot. Is it two hundred fifty dollars to go every time? It's like a yeah, a hundred and fifty dollars. It depends on the, I guess. Yeah, and I guess for me, it's like I just have a really cool setup at my house. You know what I mean? Like, how, <laughs> like you know, I, I invested some money at the house. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't a thousand dollars. Right. And it's pretty chill. And it, I mean, if you can do it, if you can pull it off, why not? You know, if that's what you For want. For sure. Like, but I had a I friend c- of mine in L.A. who's um, a pretty famous dude, and he decided uh, he was choosing between going to UCLA, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess, some school in California, and Tish. Okay. And he's from L.A. And he's going back and forth. But he, 
has money, mm-hmm. so that's not part not of it. On, like, not, right. Yeah. And I, I was talking to him, and he was talking to me. Of you know, went to school of the arts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, go to Tish. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Right. Like, should I have gone to Tish? Fucking no. Right. <laughs> but if you have the choice and you're exactly. not taking on any debt and you got the cash in the right. bank, sure, go to a thing like that. Right. And I feel the same way about Disneyland. Right. If you but can don't buy it. a fucking season pass to Disneyland and then tell me you don't have enough money for your new side hustle right. or you don't have enough time to go to get do, coffee or yeah, whatever. Or like whatever. Something like that, yeah. It's like you spent a thousand dollars at Disneyland. Right. Like, how much is my friendship worth to you? Not six fifty. Right. <laughs> like, geez. It is. It's. It's. Yeah, if it's not a super an, weird it, hobby, it is. You know what I mean? People love it though. Yeah, they do. They get weird, but they get weird it, it about gets it. It gets weird. It gets crazy. I mean, like, they have to, like, I think they like that kind of stuff because you can't really wear costumes. You're not allowed as an adult to wear costumes because they don't want to, like, get the kids confused. Like, if you're dressed up as, like, Peter Pan, a stormtrooper, and they're like, right. that's not one of our real ones. <laughs> right. That's like, just Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out, Kevin. <laughs> but it, it, I think it's just, yeah, community, being part of something. Yeah. It's for like sure. sports. It's like the camaraderie. I don't, I don't, I, I'm jealous that I don't care about. Yeah. Because I like, I want to have a franchise where I talk to other yeah. people. And I'm like, ah, oh, the Cowboys, ah, oh, the Eagles, or whatever the fuck. And I just haven't ever. I've lived in so many places. Right. I go to sport games with friends mm-hmm. when I live in those cities because mm-hmm. I do like that yeah. event, specifically baseball. I like going to baseball games. Yeah, I've never been to a professional football game, but I, I, I enjoy that. You know, when I was in, I went to the Dash games yeah. in Winston. I yeah. went to Yankee games in New York when I lived there. I went right. to I, Dodger stadiums right by my house. I go. I don't know any of the fucking players' names off the top of my head. Don't really know what's happening. But yeah. No, I know the how the okay, game works. No, yeah. No, I know <laughs> the basics of the sport. No, that's fine. I know the super. That was a thing when I was a kid of like, I didn't care about the franchises, but I mm. always want to know the rules. Okay. I'm very big on like, I want to know how the rules yeah. work because if I'm watching something, I do want to understand what I'm watching. Yeah. That makes but sense. But there's a limit to that. You yeah. know, like basketball is something that mm. is so much more complicated mm. than I thought it was. You learn the basics when you're a kid. You're right. Two points, right. three if you're behind the line, yeah. free throws if you get a foul. Yeah. That's it. Three, you know, three quarters. Detail. There's, but there's so, so much. much. And in a short little, like, they don't have a big field or court. You know, like, they don't is have a big Is there a sport space. that you really like? Um, I'm not, like, I, I think it's, I'm like you. I like going to the event, like, with friends and stuff. I'm not going to sit by myself and watch sports and, like, right. like get crazy like i love the food you know super bowl like stuff like that the community of it all and but my i grew up with two brothers right so they both watched sports growing up my younger brother he's like he understands it all he doesn't play sports but he he's like he wants he understands it and we're talking like i'm asking him questions and i'm like how do you know all this (laughs) Like, it's a lot of information to, to carry. It, it really is. And I was having a conversation. This I want to get back to Orlando, too, because we were talking about why you moved there and um, to work at Disney and stuff. I want to get back to, like, what you're, yeah. what you're, what's going on what's with you over there. What's actually happening. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, no, that was a great Disney tangent. I love yeah. that. Um, no, I was talking to – I was on a show this summer, um, uh, like a, a TV show I was working mm-hmm. on, and I was talking to these guys – and they were like, I was on a team of like field producers, and there were probably uh, six or seven of us, I think, in the group. All sports guys, mm. not like sports nuts, but all but one. And then the one guy just kind of didn't participate yeah. like me. But several of them yeah. were like coming in every day, like, "Did you hear who got drafted? Oh my god, this throw on this game or yeah. whatever." Every day, that was their thing. And I would, we would be talking. 
about movies or something, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh man, did you see Johnson's throw last night? But and I'm like, and spin my chair yeah. around, I'm out. I got, yeah. I don't know what you're talking I about. I don't even know what today. sport. I don't know yeah. who Johnson is. Um, he could literally play anything. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, and but then it came up as a conversation, which is, they were like, do you, so is there any sports you pay attention to? And mm-hmm. I was like, not really. I was like, I get really excited when someone says a team name. And I know the city. Mm-hmm. That's fun for me because I like geography and names. Yeah. So like that's the closest I can get. When you, you say like the Browns, I'm like Cleveland. Yeah. Like oh, I, you know, cool. I can get that yeah. in my head. But that's even that I'm not always great. Yeah. But I was like, no, there's not. I was like, I have a general knowledge, but I have no enthusiasm. Yeah. I have no interest. And I was like, my all of that energy that you guys have for that mm-hmm. for me is in politics. Well, that's what I was gonna say. It sounds like when you were describing their conversation, it sounds like politics, like right? something you would have about. I said that's Politics. my sport. Yeah, I'm yeah. like that. I know the players. I yeah. know what they what their histories are. Yeah. I know what their records are. That's awesome. That's cool. And I made the argument. They're like, oh man, they were kind of like, oh, because they were clearly like not us. Yeah, like, we do the sports and we right. don't give a fuck about politics. Right. And I was like, I totally understand. I was like, I don't feel like LeBron has ever gotten anybody health care, right. but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I do kind of feel like my eggs are in the more uh, beneficial basket exactly. as far as participating. Right. It's like, like Kobe oh, keeps all his money, right. um, you know, <laughs> barring whatever charities he's involved with. Although he might be entertaining and, you know, he he's doing something that's fun and you like to enjoy. Right. He's not really making a difference in the world <laughs> well and he might yeah like i said he's a little kid he, yeah you know, he might like, well and he might have charities yeah, he might have stuff he's yeah. doing outside of basketball it's like a huge deal right. and, and i love that and i love when that happens and they pass that on but to me it's like and i'm also i mean i'm also not someone who can't talk to people who are not on my team right you know and i don't really right. think of it as teams i more think of it as yeah. as we're all on the same team and i'm just trying to help everybody yeah um that's kind of the socialist attitude. But um, it's interesting to me because – so I said that. And then one of the guys who goes uh, – we were talking about a particular pass from a football game in 1996. Oh. And that's what came up. I was like, the fact that you guys know that. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a game and the score. Yeah. We're talking about a pass, yeah. a one play, a yeah. moment from years a game 20-plus yeah. years ago. Wow. So yeah. I'm like – First of all, must have been fucking sick. Like, what a cool a play cool that pass. Yeah, I've got him. Show me. Like, this has got to be the greatest football pass you of all time. That, yeah. The fact that you can remember. And he was like, the guy who I was talking to was like, well, who carried Arizona in the 1996 election? And I was like, the Republicans. Like, immediately. Yeah. I was like, it was red then. He was like, didn't expect me to know it. Right. And I was like, like testing and I was like, bit. but that also doesn't matter. And <laughs> right. it's not the same. Yeah. The, a better question would be what state, you know, which or what state did Barack Obama famously flip in 2008? Mm. That's mm-hmm. important. That's like you remember the, oh, my God, I voted in North Carolina right. when he won and yeah. it flipped like that made me feel fucking yeah. like I actually my vote counted for the yeah. first time in my life. Right. Um, it's also probably like second vote ever. But um, point being. There are those moments in, you know, and I haven't always been a politics nerd. This is mm-hmm. more like probably 2012 forward that okay. I started paying attention because I grew up here mm-hmm. and Texas is very libertarian. Mm-hmm. It's very just like, how about you fucking just leave me alone yeah. and just let, just don't touch my stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's very much the political party of Texas. They call it libertarianism, but it's, it's don't touch my stuff. <laughs> and um, so I just left with like 
like I said, lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just, do, just let me do me. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of me. I, I love that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, there's a great sentiment in that. Yeah. Until you run into the Waltons, until you mm-hmm. run into Jeff Bezos, until you run into the people who are like, oh, I did the fuck out of me mm-hmm. and I'm keeping all of it. Mm-hmm. And there's people on the streets and I'm like, okay, maybe not do yourself that pretty yeah. much. <laughs> like maybe there may, maybe we need a cap or a limit yeah. or find a way to tax or yeah. like, this is crazy. Um, and you know, social safety Mm. nets and stuff are super important and I didn't even recognize as I was growing up libertarian that so much of my family is like dependent on social programs and I'm like maybe I'm not fucking every man for himself yeah maybe I'm like we take care of the weakest among us and that we're better for it and I think you know politics I was just I don't know anyone who learned that from sports right exactly I'm being ironic that's the only lesson in sports (laughs) is you're a fucking team and work together (laughs) unless you're in tennis or golf like so it is, no, it there's is benefit. I guess it is. Yeah, it's a, it is. It that's is totally the, because the team in politics is everyone in America. Right. Right. Whether they you want to think can't. it's Trump, Hillary, or Blue, Red, or Barack, well, that's Romney, it's not. Yeah. It's we're all on the same. Fo- yeah. I mean, that's how Barack Obama got elected, which is right. there is no Red America and Blue America. There's the United States. That's of America. what that I was like. His thing. It freaks me out. Like I don't want. I don't fully agree with. All Republicans, all, like on all that side, you know, all Democrat. I don't. I'm like, can't we just be right? Like, right? Like, the only person <laughs> you fully agree with is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's true for and, everybody. And it's, like we were talking about earlier, it's like your taste. It's your opinion, and yeah. it's not necessary. I mean, I mean, some of it's economics. Ugh, some some yeah. of it's basic, like you know, when you create a policy in New York City called stop and frisk, where yeah. the cops are allowed to search anyone they want. It's- at you know, sure, the crime goes down mm-hmm. a little bit, but mostly you lock up a lot of people of color because you mm-hmm. have a systemic racism problem in your police. Yeah. And it's like, it seems like a good idea until you try it yeah. and then you see the results. Right. And there's so many things like that that I think we're just trying to figure out in an effort to do the right thing. Right. And we're I just human. We don't really, we're, we, it's kind of like, trial and error like 100 percent trying but the key <laughs> is to is to start from a place of compassion mm-hmm. right and not a place of fear of like mm-hmm. oh my god they're gonna take this from you or oh my god right. this person's a criminal or oh my god we need to lock up everybody who's like this it's exactly. like we're all on the same team the criminals right. aren't on the other team the republicans aren't on the other team mm-hmm. the rich unfortunately as much as i wish i could say it aren't on the other team yeah. We're all on the same fucking team. And it, it's, it comes from a caring a caring place. Right. You know, how can I r- truly help as many people as I can? Not just the rich, not just the poor. How can I help? And it's hard to do. It's yeah. really hard to well, do. Well, and what I had for a long time, especially, you know, my, my, my we just got bigger, right? When mm-hmm. I grew up, it was family. Mm-hmm. We look out for each other. Other people might try to fuck with us. We're not going to mm-hmm. do that. We're in this together. Then it got bigger of like, I, I care about my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. So if you fuck with my friends, yeah, problem, you know? Like, then it got bigger, and I was like, oh, no, I actually believe in the whole country. Yeah. I think we should all take care of each mm-hmm. other. And, I mean, this literally took years of progression as I got to these places. And then mo- even more recently, I've been like, all all of us. No, everyone on Earth, yeah. actually. Like, climate change, some of these yeah. issues are like, I, you know, there are no teams. Yeah. There's like, the, you know, what do they say? There's there's no races. There's the human race. Yeah. And I, the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, we're all a bunch of ants on an on fire ball Seri- in the you know right. middle of nowhere. When you like, like sit and think yeah. about it, like on the big macro, right. I'm like, <laughs> how are you guys fighting about like this stuff? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is. It is. I mean, like they're only human. They can only. Yeah. Do, you know, they can only do 
what they like, right. you know, or what they believe in. They can only push that. And it's not necessarily, I mean, it's, it's just hard. I could, I'm watching House of Cards. Yeah. That is like, I mean, I know it's a TV show, but that's really opened my eyes on politics and yeah. like, oh my gosh. It's a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's really intense too. And, and I could never, like, I, there's no drive in me. Like, I was like, what if I grew up and I went into politics? You know, like, you, you have a bunch of women running now. Yeah, more in the house than we've yeah. ever had. Yeah, and it's like, what if that were, like, what if that's what I wanted to be when I grow, grew up? You know, I, that could have been me, but I have no drive. I have no drive to do that. But you're in Orlando. In Orlando. So you moved there to do Disney. No, 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 no. no. That's you what just I, always wanted I to always do wanted it. Always wanted to do that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So why'd you move there? My boyfriend lives there. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does your boyfriend do there? He sells dental practices. Nice. That's probably Marshall. good money. It, um, I it, he was a math teacher. Sure. Ironically enough, when I met him, so it's a transition. Right. Um, and it, he, yeah, it's good. It's good money. It's very particular, you know, dental practices. Yeah. He, he's like, say commercial real estate, and I'm like, no, that's not what you do. <laughs> right. You sell dental practice, and you, I, in Winston. I never thought like, like. What think does it about mean it. to sell a dental practice? Do you like like if a dentist closes up shop and you keep mm-hmm. all the stuff that's in that building mm-hmm. and then you sell it to a new dentist uh-huh. and you're so like, I got a fucking. Yeah. So it's it's commercial real estate with a specialization Which, in exactly. dental practice. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess you could sell other commercial real estate. So like, a dentist leaves, they're like, Need I'm gonna to sell the equipment mm-hmm. that's built into the space. Everything. The leave space, it. Yeah, the exactly. No cash out, and then got it. Yeah, yeah, it's a big makes deal. sense. Like they're, little, they're little babies. Yeah, so for sure, process, especially the ones that have been built from the ground up by family mm-hmm. dentists and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and what what are they retiring? Are they moving to other locations? Um, like, who leaves their practice for? I, I guess various reasons. I feel like you know health reasons. Sure. You get older, it's just how long do you do that job? I God, that job can. would wear the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like I, I think right. of, I think about what that job is a lot and different jobs like that. Like, mm-hmm. how long are you a surgeon? Right. Fuck. Right. Right. Like, like, like just the stress of it. And I mean, I guess if it's, you know, if you're Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy and that's like what you've wanted to do every <laughs> yeah. minute you've been right. alive. I'm very thankful for those people. Like the, the yeah. moments. Fuck like yeah. Politics. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, exactly. I'm so glad that you want to be a doctor because I do not want to right. be like that really freaks me out to think about. <laughs> like, no, it terrifies yeah. me. And, and there's so many other things like that. Like, do you remember when those boys got trapped in that mine or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck? The mm-hmm. cave? Mm hmm. Did you see the map of how they had to crawl out? Mm-mm. So it flooded, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why they got stuck. Yeah. They went in, uh, for those listening who don't uh, remember, these boys went in this cave, Malaysia or something? I don't remember. It's not relevant. They went in this fucking cave, and they went through a very narrow passage, like crawled through it and got to this big open neck section. Then the cave flooded, and the thing that they crawled through was completely underwater. So now they're stuck inside mm-hmm. this cave, and the only way out is to crawl through a tunnel that is completely full of water and they have no like diving equipment. So there's like, how the fuck do we get out? Over time, these divers got in, went through the whole fucking crazy narrow, like I'm talking like die hard John McClane in yeah. the vent, like, Ugh. you know, welcome to the party, pal. Like this whole thing is like, that's the wrong line from the wrong moment. And I'm going to hate myself for saying the wrong one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Come out to the coast, have a few laughs. Anyway, so it's that whole, it's that small. It's yeah. so small. And they're like arms tight all the way through underwater. struggling. Yeah, underwater, no light, oh. but what you have on your fucking head. Right. And they have to get all the way through there. 
And then these Boy Scouts have to like, or whatever they were, have to like put on this gear wow. and hold this dude's leg to as he like gets them out. out. And I'm like, if me and those boys were the only ones left on earth, the right. boys die. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because I'm never going to do it. Yeah. And I believe me, I would end up having a panic attack oh, yeah. and using all of my oxygen and struggling in that exactly. little hole and it would kill me. And I then they'd die. be like, we lost another guy yeah. and now he's lodged in the right. hole exactly. and we can't even get the kids out because we got to drag then dead all, Rob yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's deeply grateful for people who have that kind of stuff. And when I was a kid, it was more like, well, of course there's people like that. Yeah. And now as I get older, I'm like, fuck, those are my friends. Right. <laughs> like other people my age <laughs> like, doing this crazy work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast. That's how I'll contribute. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. I got to clip this section out. That's fucking funny. Um, well, we're doing our part, you know. We went to art school. Right. No one's expecting anything from us. The bar's so low. They were already like, you're going to go to school to do what? Yeah. So if we do nothing with their lives, at minimum, people are going to be like, yeah, that's what we thought yeah. when they said they were going to fucking go to school there. You're, li you're living to your legacy there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Back to the legacy. So you're not dancing, though, and you're no. living in Florida mm -hmm. because homeboys selling uh, dentistry. Yeah, very particular. And uh, so what are you doing with your days? Are you working somewhere or like what are you what are you spending your time? Are you trying to find dance stuff? Are you pausing dance stuff? Where's that at? So I right now I um, had a job in North Carolina working for a family friend. You're teaching. You said. Well, I was teaching and right. that was I was doing that part time, but I um, have a full time gig, I guess. Um, at an insurance company, family, friends, and you know, it's something that I never ever. You selling your reception? What are you doing? No, I'm marketing. Cool. I'm uh, helping bundling compliance. You know, mm -hmm. stuff that like I would be a little girl and like work at a desk. You know, and I never thought I was gonna have a desk job. Ever. I I'm not big on desk jobs, but I fucking love the world of marketing. Yeah. I You know, it's funny. One of my least one of my favorite industries is marketing, mm -hmm. and one of my least favorite things in the world that exists are commercials. Wow. I fucking hate ads so much Commercial in the con mm -hmm. in the conventional television radio mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. a, a swipe up Instagram ad bothers say. me zero percent. Okay, so I'm fine with it. You're okay. it doesn't feel I don't feel like it's yelling at me. Okay, one of the mm -hmm. things that I hate about conventional media like radio and TV is the at some point we decided that the fucking commercials are allowed to be twice the volume of the show. What the it's, fuck is that about? I, it, I'm trying to watch this show that's deeply dramatic. Like the lighting is dark. People are whispering. And We're right I, on the edge of our seat. It's the end of the act. And then, hey, do you have toothpaste? And I'm like, fucking shut up. It's horrible. I, it's, it, it's, it is, it's like um, I make those shows, god damn it. <laughs> And we're right. trying to tell a story. Right, right. It's deeply, like, it's like, yeah. do you have car insurance? And I'm like, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. like, it is, it's forced on you. It's crazy. So I buy the Hulu with no ads. Okay. And Netflix, I'm fully streaming. I basically mm -hmm. cut ads out. But when I go mm -hmm. home and my folks still have cable mm -hmm. and they're like watching a movie on like Comedy Central, yeah. which has an act break every 38 seconds. It's like, I'm like, you got to either mute it during commercials or I'm not gonna, yeah. I, I hate to be difficult, well, but I'll leave. Cause was, like people yelling at me about products yeah. is like, and it's, I've spent a little bit of my career learning the finesse of mm -hmm, selling. Mm -hmm. There's a way to not scream at people and beat them over the head with your product and still get yes. them to buy it. Yeah. 
And yeah. and most commercials on conventional media don't know that. No. They're like, and we gotta scream or they won't buy it. Well, I think commercial, there are some, like, they are good commercials. Like, yeah, where it you're happens. Like, it, it, but it's rare. But they, but the other ones are so shitty that they lose my attention for the exactly. good ones. Exactly, and then I'm like out. I leave the room or, you know, leave, get on my phone or something. You know, like, I don't want to listen to the, this. You know what's crazy? You know how much those ads cost? I know. It's crazy, right? Well, Do you know how much an Instagram swipe up ad that I don't hate that I will look at costs? A lot. Is co- it a, no. Oh, it's free. Fuck right? it. No, it's not free. But the the it's like have you ever seen that thing on Facebook or Instagram that's like boost this post yeah, for okay, a pay? Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You click on that, you mm-hmm. pay. Okay. It's okay. not a lot. Uh-huh. It's like cents on the dollar in comparison. Okay. You want to run an ad on Comedy Central? I used to manage mm-hmm. that ad time. That was my job there. Okay. We sold ad time to movie studios and we mm-hmm. would sell it to them and like, all right, we're going to sell you 30, 30 seconds mm-hmm. and 40, 15 second spots and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then we give that to integrated marketing. They'd have to fit it into the schedule and all that mm-hmm. shit, right? The And we cut them a deal because of the way we were doing ad buys with them because mm-hmm. we're they're paying for part of the production costs and all this stuff. So right. the cost to run an, an ad on a cable channel nationally mm-hmm. is insane. It's millions. It's millions. Say millions. Like if you're if you're doing a campaign, mm-hmm. if you want to ruin thirty second ad once, right. yeah, yeah, that no well, one will see at reach? two yeah. in the morning. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> if you want to launch a little campaign and have yeah. it run for a whole week, which mm-hmm. is usually people buy it by the week, just and it's a million dollars by the week. It could be. It wow. depends on what you're oh, doing and what, your and what you're selling, yeah. how many, and all this yeah. kinds of stuff, right? How long are they? Are you buying sixty second right. full ads or? Little 15 second spots, it totally matters. They, and they bundle them in all these different ways. But point being, the cost is insane. Yeah. You have to be a very profitable mm-hmm. or at least heavily loaded company yeah. to even get in the door. Meanwhile, you could run swipe up Instagram ads targeted to the people who are closer mm-hmm. to who you want to sell to that don't yell at them, right. that interrupt their thing for. Five seconds? Right. How long are those and swipe can, up ads? They're shorter than yeah. stories. And they could you can skip it. You, yeah. That's the thing. Yep. You don't have to. A hundred percent. And you can go back. But and, I fucking yeah. looked at it. And if you're not the first commercial coming out of the TV show or the last commercial, mm. I won't even see mm-hmm. it. I'll see yeah. a flash of your logo yeah. maybe as I fast forward through that shit in the DVR. And most commercials are just so annoying that you're like, why mm-hmm. would I ever want to come buy my car at your place after I if just If anything, saw that? you talked me out of it. Exactly. Like, you really just pushed me further away. I was t- thinking about commercials recently. Do you think, like, cable is slowly being pushed out with all these streaming Correct. services? What's- I heard someone recently say that he feels like we're in the second quarter of a four-quarter game uh-huh. of streaming taking over completely. Yeah. yeah. But we're only in the second quarter. Well, but Okay, eventually, it probably will take all the way over. No, it will. But what happens I, I to I say ads? that with certainty. Well, here's the deal. First of all, advertising, it's what I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. It's going to Instagram. Right. It's going to YouTube. It's going to the places right. where our attention is. But don't you pay? Don't you there's pay? Still, but Paige, there's still ads in the newspaper. Right. <laughs> it's true. There is. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, still yeah. print the yellow pages. Yeah. And people will watch. They will always watch. They will watch news and they will watch the, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's true. And, but if you're a company and you're still blowing all your money on TV mm-hmm. and you don't have an Instagram presence, if you don't have a Facebook presence, right. if you don't, ha- if you're not on the thing that we're looking at, we're not driving down the road looking down at our TVs. Right, right. 
unfortunately, we're driving down the road looking down at our phones. Exactly. We're all doing it. Yeah. When we should be operating a weapon, mm-hmm. we're on our phones anyway. Yeah. That's where we yeah. are. So yeah. that's where ads go. Yeah. They're going to go to our phones. Exactly. Exactly. And they'll get more value out of them. Like I said, I save shit on Instagram. That mm-hmm. little save thing. Yeah. I see a little product that I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I save it. I add it in a little folder. I and go that, check through it later. And that makes their... I can't even do that on TV. No, exactly. I can't be like, oh, that Rewind product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me add that to my file of ads yeah. I like to keep. Yeah. Like, that's not even a thing. It's, it's old school. I mean. And I think it's because the way that social media advertising is, is moving, it's very sensitive to the fact that it sees what happened on TV. Mm-hmm. People don't like ads. They don't mm-hmm. want to be sold to. They want to be given value. Yeah. They don't want to go, hey, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. Yeah. They want to go, hey, do you have this problem? We yeah. might have a solution. You know what? We are ta- Compassion. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. You have to have the fucking customer in yeah, mind and exactly. not your pocket. Yeah. That's it's, the thing so that true. happens to every every company that fails. Even like, I don't get bothered by ads on Instagram. No, me neither. At all, ever. Me neither. And sometimes I'll watch Eventually them. they will be intrusive to yeah. the point that they're annoying. Yeah. But then they'll move to somewhere fucking else. They'll right. go to TikTok. They'll go exactly. to whatever the fuck is popular yeah. at the time. It's so true. And, and we'll get over it. But that's the nature of advertising, yeah. right? It's like, you know what else doesn't bother you? Billboards. Yeah. Who cares? Who's yeah. bothered or annoyed by a billboard? Nobody. No, yeah. But they're also still dramatically overpriced in uh, comparison. Yeah, yeah. Th- tens of thousands of dollars yeah. to run it for a week. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. And it's like, <laughs> and we're driving where are our eyes mm-hmm. on our phones exactly. anyway. Exactly barely even looking up yeah we, we're not catching the different business signs that are all over the street because we're looking at gps we're looking I've at the text we're looking at youtube we're looking at the podcast looked at a billboard and like oh i want that lawyer like <laughs> you know what i mean like i maybe i see it like or i'm like why did they pick, pick that picture well but that also <laughs> like, depends when was the last time you needed a lawyer never right thank god but but yeah. I, if you did true so here's the thing that used to happen do you know? You ever notice that other than the actual towing service, there's a lot of companies uh, named AAA. Yeah. Like AAA Plumbing or AAA Electrician yeah. or whatever. Do you know why? So, you associate it with that? Is it? Sure, it's a branding thing. It's like. But it's a very specific reason why they did that. Why? The yellow pages. Hmm. For the longest time, if you had a problem, oh, if you had an issue, if you I needed see. something, you'd go to the yellow pages yeah. and you'd be like, fuck, I need a lawyer now. Yeah. And you'd run to that fucking book they put on your front step yeah. and you'd flip it over to L to lawyers mm-hmm. or A for attorneys and you just start at the top. Yeah. And wow. oh, AAA lawyers, first one in the book, so call I'm them gonna, first. Yeah. And you have that much name recognition. If you're gotcha. a fucking lawyer in 1996, and you're Zed, Zeno, and Zimbar lawyers. Fucking good <laughs> luck. You better buy a you page better, yeah. ad. Yeah. Get all the billboards you can. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Or change your name to something. Right. It's not, but it's like you also, it's like, I'm surprised that it didn't become a game of like quadruple A lawyers. You know, it's like I have one more to try to get a book. Like asterisk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exclamation point triple A lawyers. At. Exactly. Oh, they would have been ahead of the curve Exactly, on the I know. They would have started so calling funny. them hashtags and not pound signs. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's it's crazy the way that it moves that way. But I think um, in in that there's never been a better time or an easier time to be a business owner and to get your mm-hmm. personal brand off the ground because there are no longer these gatekeepers. And, and I'm parroting a little bit of uh, stuff Gary Vee talks about for anyone listening who's going to call me out on it. But it's true, which is like if you're not establishing personal brand in 2020, mm-hmm. 
you're irrelevant mm -hmm. because what's going to happen is in five years, in 10 years, whenever it happens and everything goes to fucking voice because mm -hmm. we're going to have a fucking Alexa in our car and right. an Alexa in our bathroom and an Alexa in our kitchen. Right. If you go, Alexa, get me a lawyer, mm. it's going to get you who, whichever firm yeah. paid to be the oh, first person point. on that yeah. list. They're going to go. I have three options. Yeah. There is this, that, and the other. Which yeah. one would you like? But if you've been listening to a lawyer's podcast and following him on Instagram for like five years and all of a sudden you need a lawyer, mm -hmm. Alexa, get me Kevin Sanders. Mm -hmm. That's how you win. Yeah. Because you have to establish that brand. Because right. no matter how good you are at your logo or your billboard or your photo or your copy, mm -hmm. your, your text that you wrote on your Facebook, whatever – if they don't know the name mm -hmm. before they need you, mm -hmm. you're fucked. Good point. How will they ever find you? Yeah. There'll be so many. Yeah. I have a question. How do you feel about influencers? Can you be more specific? I mean, I feel like, good about it, but go ahead. I feel like like people from like TV shows, like reality TV shows, mm -hmm. or um, – not even not like celebrities, like just True. average people like me, right. who happen to be somehow get on a TV show or whatever, a model, anything. They are selling products, right? Like they are our new commercials for yeah. Like, I think like definitely my age for sure. Yeah. Or like on like people go on YouTube and like unbox things, yep. like open things up for yeah. people, and that's how you you're experiencing it. Do you think that's I mean, is that kind of like, is it a positive? Like, is that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know like, why? Does that bug you? Like, no. when girls are like in the mirror and like, Fab Fit Fun or whatever, like, this is what I got Not my if box. they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I care about. Right. The only thing I truly care about is whether or not people are happy in their lives, mm -hmm. like, and healthy, you know? Yeah. Like, and if it's fulfilling for them and it's paying their bills and all right. they have to fucking do is like make a post, like kind of show their butt a little bit yeah. in, a, in some, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. uh, spandex and then fucking be like, I really like this fucking yeah. eyeliner. Yeah. Like what yeah. a dope thing. Isn't that, like, yeah. How good that she doesn't mm -hmm. have to go work at an insurance place if she doesn't want exactly. to. Yeah. And she could do that because right. she was going to do that anyway. Yeah. She was going to post a picture of her butt and talk about anyway, her eyeliner yeah. anyway because that's just what she does. Right. So why shouldn't she get yeah. paid for it? And it, I think we should be trying to move to all of us mm -hmm. doing – playing to our strengths and doing what I told you, I think, early in this conversation, which is I just want to do what I want all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to ever be doing something I don't want to do. And yeah. the idea that you have to be a fucking billionaire to live that life I think is ludicrous. Ask yeah. anybody who's – favorite thing is to buy new shit and open it yeah. and so they started a fucking youtube channel where they do that yeah. and now it pays their bills right. and all they have to do all day is That's buy new shit or even better badass. get sent free shit all the time and open yeah it. exactly yeah bro you're not you're making winning. yeah exactly. and you're not yeah. taking anything from me no you're not taking yeah. a single thing from me and honestly it's like we were like it's personal it's way more personal yeah. that way i but definitely i'm gonna believe this girl that i think that I know to a certain extent, you know, like that yes. you've, I built a relationship from watching it. Because you spent personal. 10 hours knowing her, not 30 seconds right. in between your favorite TV exactly. show. When you're like, shut up, Caitlin, yeah. I'm trying to learn right. about this fucking, how yeah. do we get away with murder or whatever the right. fuck. Like, I don't care. It's not intrusive. You choose. You also choose to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. And you get to, you get to engage with the people who connect with you, mm -hmm. right? So like, and that's the thing. So like, I'm building something of a following now, which I didn't mean to, with, like, 
a number of like uh mostly women and ladies uh, and young girls who are fans of Dancing with the Stars or okay. So You Think You Can Dance because I'm involved in that world. Yeah. And they'll follow me and then they'll DM me like, mm -hmm. not even not even like over the line stuff, like, yeah. hey, tell this person I said hello, or which would not be crazy. I've, right. I've gotten that like once. That's not a big deal. But like nothing weird or crazy. Okay. Yeah. deeply appreciative kind things like oh my god it's so cool you work on that show i love that show you guys yeah. are killing it you know yeah. she's so great this was package was good yeah. whatever and i'm like there was a time like a couple years ago and then i'm kind of answering answering your influencer question which is there's a time a couple of years ago when i would have been like oh dope but i wouldn't respond mm -hmm. i would just be like it's cool that i'm getting that mm -hmm. and then they'd go away mm -hmm. and now I live in a world where not because I'm trying to beat anybody on social media or I'm trying to get anywhere or do anything. I've sent DMs to people that I was like, hey, I like your thing. I think this is cool. What's yeah. up? I found out Jamie Kennedy, the actor and comedian, was following me on Instagram. Couldn't wow. figure out why. DM'd him. Was like, what's up, dude? I noticed you're following me. What's going on with this? Never heard anything back, which is fine. Yeah. Still follows me. Don't know why. Yeah. The fact that he didn't engage with me at all bums me out a little mm -hmm. bit he could have a myriad of reasons i don't right. know why he's following me in the first place and then saw that message and then, and then didn't follow yeah. me or didn't unfollow me or answer back right i don't need to understand that dynamic yeah. but what i do know is i didn't love the fact that he didn't say anything back mm -hmm. i was like why well, follow me and engage with me kind of but then not really yeah and it really not just that interaction but several and then also listening to some new um influencers who have been kind of educating me on small business we're like, you have the audacity to ask people to follow you, mm -hmm. to subscribe to you, to participate in this. And then when they do and they engage with you, mm -hmm. you don't say anything back? Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, honestly. Why are, like, why are you doing it then? Yeah, what's the point? Because, yeah. <laughs> because if, if, if it is what it seems like it is, which I don't want to believe it is, then I'm so narcissistic that I just want people staring at me while I'm on a fucking pedestal. Yeah. And I refuse to lean over and look at them yeah. in their eyes. Well, because it's like a new celebrity. It is like that touch of feeling like. Yeah. Everyone's and I want to already feel like I'm too good. Yeah. Like, oh, man, yeah. I made it. I got I got fans. Look at that. Yeah. I got but it's like by my name or whatever. How yeah. fucking <laughs> long are you going to have fans when they feel like you don't give yeah. a fuck? Yeah. And you know what? I started engaging those people. Mm -hmm. Changed everything. Mm. Yeah. They all listen to my podcast now. They didn't go to fucking school of the arts. They yeah. don't care. They just like me. Yeah. They like my vibe. They like the things I say. They right. are entertained by me. That's awesome, yeah. I'm, quote, influencing them yeah. on a very small scale. And they found me because I'm a producer on a TV show that I don't even appear on. Yeah. You know? But they yeah. found me via the social channel. Mm -hmm. And at first, I was reluctant because I was like, I'm not trying to build some following of, like, dance fans like i'm right. trying to i want to be a comedian i want to do this yeah. i want to do that i want these kind of followers but you're still building a Who community gives a fuck yeah yeah because if i come to their towns and i'm doing a show yeah they'll be there yeah like i can i know off the top mm -hmm. of my head like 10 women all across the country mostly in like red states that if i was doing a stand-up show they'd come and they'd mm -hmm. bring their friend they'd be like yeah. oh my god he's here yeah and it, to me that's crazy that's so it's cool. not a lot of people yeah you know i'm not talking about ten thousand right. people i'm talking about 10 yeah you know, my Instagram is like at 1,500. It's yeah. not crazy. But when you begin to engage on that small mm -hmm. level, they tell their friends, mm -hmm. you know. And, and and we live in a world where that's possible. Like, yeah. what was your favorite show when you were like 
15. What was maybe like one of your favorite TV shows? Probably The Hills. Okay. So if you fucking got a phone, like a text or a DM from Lauren Conrad I, while you were watching that show, what would that do to you? I'd freak out. Right? I'd be so, yeah, over the moon. You'd be like texting your friends yeah. the screenshot. Oh my God, Elsie's fucking in my inbox. Yeah. What the fuck? Right. And it's like you would be a fan of hers yeah. until you're fucking dead. Yeah. Because you're like, not only did I like her on the thing. But she. She knows me. Yeah. Does she? No. No. But, but in your <laughs> yeah. head, yeah. right? And it's not she a. Made, she put her, I mean, she made me feel special. That's right. the thing. People want to feel special. And it's, yeah. uh, even on a small scale, you yes. know, like. And, and that's why I think, like, the Disney princess thing, to make those little kids, like, you are. It changes their life. Belle. It really does. And they, like, it's a big deal for them. And it's and not only are you Belle come to life, which is amazing. You're sweet to them. Yeah. You're yeah. appreciative yeah. to them. Yeah. In those moments when they're like, "Oh my God, it's you," or they're too shy yeah. and they're grabbing their mom's yeah. leg, and you're like, "It's okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. everything you want me to be." Exactly. And they're yeah. like, "Really? Well, yeah. Like I didn't. Yeah. I think maybe you might be scary." And you're like, "I'm actually not scary. I'm everything that you think right. I am. I'm sweet and nice, and I can't wait to give you a hug and take a picture exactly. with you." And they're like, and "Oh my God." Life, like yeah. Yeah. Like um. I just recently, so like I work with, I, I might have mentioned this on the show before, uh, I lose track of course, but I uh, I work with celebrities for a living. Mm-hmm. I constantly encounter people I deeply admire and have watched their careers, you know. I just yeah. work with a great example. I just work with Kel Mitchell, like Keenan yeah. and Kel. Oh my God. Yeah, he was just on Dancing with Stars, yeah. got second, crushed it. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, you know, man, there weren't a lot of people above Keenan and Kel like that they was were, the, they yeah. Yeah, for, and for me in particular some people yeah. gravitated more than others every fucking week I watched that yeah. show you know I was there ready and the Good Burger came saw it in the theater yeah. you know it's like that I was yeah. all about these dudes and that's cool and even when I met Kel mm-hmm. it was great it was very cordial he's so fucking nice yeah he's a great guy he's like a youth pastor and all this stuff wow. and, and a dad and a great dad and so he's a good dude he's you know exactly exactly what you'd want one of those people to be right but i i still didn't in that moment get really super starstruck mm-hmm. there was something just about like and it's part of it is being at that particular show i know that's what i'm going to encounter so i i get a little used to it kate flannery from the office was also on yeah. this season such a diehard fan wow. of that show even her it was like oh this is cool is it still like surreal for you like to see those people and that's kind of what i'm getting at which is like it is surreal yeah there is a surreal nature to it for a minute Mm-hmm. It quickly goes away because you have something to do. That's what I was going to You're on a mission. And yeah. they're not in their element. Mm-hmm. They're out of their element. That's what the show's about. So they're kind of uncomfortable. They're not like in their comfort zone. They're looking to find a comfort yeah. zone when yeah. they're used to one. Because Good. a lot of these people yeah. are from like TV shows or movies mm-hmm. or things where they've, they did it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, with James Vanderbeek, he's on Dawson's Creek for years. Yeah. We had Kate Flannery. She's on The Office for years. Yeah. We got Kel Mitchell. He's on all that and Keenan Kel for years. Yeah. Like, they have found comfort zones in their lives as performers and entertainers, mm-hmm. and now they're performers and entertainers in our world, and they're not as comfortable. Yeah. So it's actually my job to bring that level of comfort to them to okay. a degree so that we can start to create content and 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 make the show. Okay. So I think a little bit of time to work kicks in, mm-hmm. and I get a little bit with, like, there's only so much of us chilling and me being excited you're here, and yeah. then it's like, I got to go get my camera. We got to start yeah. shooting the show. So it fades. But I recently got starstruck for the first time 
that I can really remember. I met Ice T in high school. That okay. kind of fucked with me in a cool way. Yeah. Like yeah. I have diehard '90s hip hop yeah. guy. So like I met Ice T. I was like, yeah. oh. like my mom yeah. was fixing his. This was before I worked in entertainment at all. My mom worked at Mercedes Benz in Manhattan, and uh, this dude liked to ride his uh, Merc hard. Yeah. And so he would constantly be bringing it in with like a fucked up bumper or like, you know, he just like fuck something up. And then he'd have to drop it off at Mercedes and then pick it up a couple days later. My mom was his service advisor like three times. And so finally she was like, T's coming in to pick up his car. You should come yeah. like be here. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And I met so him cool. and I was like, and I'd met some other people. I mean, she, she worked at Mercedes here in Austin too. Mm -hmm. So I, I met like, I'm, and these, these were a little bit back before a lot of stuff happened, but I met Lance Armstrong when he was still like a baby in the world of celebrity. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Michael Dell. Yeah. Uh, like a few people, but it never, it was like, oh, this is cool. Right. Um, I've seen you on TV or yeah. in the newspaper or whatever. Met Ice-T and his wife Coco was also there. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, so cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was like, a little bit like, oh shit, I'm like meeting a real celebrity yeah. and you look just like the guy. Like, yeah. Because you, you are the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I was like tripping a little bit. And, but it, that that was also like very brief mm -hmm. and it was business and he was there and right. he like, you know. Just kind of saw him in his. Yeah, a, but it was cool to human. have him because he loved my mom because yeah. my mom like took care of him. So mm -hmm. he'd like come around the desk and give her, he's like, yeah. thanks, Tammy. Like, yeah. you know, he'd like, and so he was cool with me. It, that was a cool uh, thing. But that was one of the last times I really felt like, Whoa! Mm -hmm. I met a few people at School of the Arts, honestly, that came okay. to visit. That were either like alums or friends yeah. of Gerald's or whatever that came. I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. Um, I'm gonna forget her name, which I hate, but uh, uh I can't remember it. But she played the grandma Roseanne's mom on Roseanne, yeah. oh, and uh, yeah. she's an older actress, um, like Academy Award winner mm -hmm. from like way back in the day yeah. um an older actress we went to dinner with her at one point while we were at school just like four or five of us and mm -hmm. her and we all got to like talk which was kind of cool but then again not starstruck i recently went to a dispensary in la mm -hmm. where they were doing an event for the new jay and silent bob movie like okay. the kevin smith uh films and kevin smith and jason muse were there and you had to like buy three of their custom joints that mm -hmm. they sell. They're like marketing new yeah. weed that they sell. You have to buy three of those, which was like a hundred dollars uh -huh. a lot for three joints, right. those listening. Yeah. They're good joints. <laughs> but I bought these overpriced joints so that I could you then stand in the line okay. and meet them and okay, take a yeah, picture. Yeah. I don't do shit like yeah. this. Like I'm not I'm not about to spend a hundred dollars to take a picture with some right. fucking buddy. Right. Like, first of all, I don't like the idea of being like, you're somebody and I'm not yeah. in general. Like, right. I just don't like to, I've got to be, and then you have to pay and paying for it. Like, and waiting. Yeah. And then what? what? I get a picture with yeah. somebody. You got joints too. So they got, well, I did, but it's like, I could have gone to the other side of the store yeah. and bought regular joints exactly. for like 20 bucks <laughs> and then like called it a night and be like, Oh cool. Kevin Smith's over there. Bye. But yeah. Um, but this dude made movies that shaped who I am. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up watching these at exactly the right time mm -hmm. in my life when I needed to see them. And mm -hmm. I learned, so, and then they're silly, you know, they're very, what he calls dick and fart joke movies. They're not like super heady always, but they dealt with a lot of different stuff yeah. like that I hadn't, you know, really encountered, especially as a young person. It was yeah. kind of like the show Friends. I was like, oh, that's what adults are like. That's what my yeah. life will be like, false. But it helped yeah. kind of educate and shape right. who I am and how I think about stuff. So meeting him was like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not just like, oh, you got famous a couple years ago and wrote some song I really like. Yeah. It's not even like you made something when I was a little kid, Kel Mitchell, and I haven't really thought about you in 10 years. Like, right. no, you've been making shit since I found you. Yeah. And I like pretty much all of it. 
and I just like I'm mind blown. Well, and it, so like, when I met him, as like, a person, like yeah. he's helped shape you as a person. And there's and some people on like that list. Model. When I met Bernie Sanders, fuck yeah. And I had just found him. Yeah. And it was a big deal because the um, the way that he impacted who I am. Exactly. Yeah. Like I was like, I just have to say thank you. Well, you know, and, and it's like I don't want to take yeah. up your time, and I'm really sorry, and I'm yeah. being a total fanboy yeah. right now. But I just I just yeah. have to say thank you because like I I, I am, wouldn't be me. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be me if it weren't for you. And exactly. I. To bring it full circle to my whole point about engagement, if anyone ever wants that moment for me, mm-hmm. from me, it's fucking free. Yeah. I will find a way to make it free. Now, yeah. Kevin and Jason are so big mm-hmm. that they had to set up a situation to help funnel down right. the amount of people. They were still there all night yeah. having to take breaks from taking these pictures. Like, right. you they, know, had a, they had a brand. They had something they wanted to get out there, a product they wanted to get out there. A product like, and a doing, new movie. Exactly. They're yeah. doing multiple things in one one sitting basically so it wasn't i didn't feel like with the new i mean they're expensive joints they were good they weren't that good as the price but it was like uh you know it was a deal and but the dude has and this is what it comes down this is what it really comes down to the dude brought me so much value in my life Mm -hmm. and i never ever felt Mm -hmm. like he was trying to sell me something Mm -hmm. And yeah, I bought some of his stuff. Right. You know, uh, he has a comic book store in New Jersey, mm-hmm. like a brick and mortar. And a buddy of mine happened to be there. And he was like, bro, I'm at his place. And yeah. I was like, get me something. Yeah. You know, they sent it to me. I brought it for him to sign. Yeah. Like I've spent a little money on him, but yeah. not much. Right. I probably spent, I probably went, I probably doubled the money I ever spent on that guy that night. Right. By giving him another right. hundred to the first hundred, you yeah. know? So to me, another hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. To be able to be like, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Which to me is so fucking important. Yeah. Gratitude is so key. And here's the best part. So he recently had a heart attack. He was mm-hmm. famously very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, got kicked off a flight because he wasn't, he mm-hmm. was too big for his seat. Mm-hmm. And they wanted him to like buy more or something. I can't remember what the full story was, but made the news. Mm-hmm. It's like Kevin Smith, too fat to fly. And it wow. was like this whole controversy. He ended up actually putting out a like a Q&A special, which he did regularly, but mm-hmm. one of them was called Kevin Smith, Too Fat to Fly. Like wow. he stole the headline yeah. and made it the title of his, awesome. which is so boss. Yeah. Then he had a heart attack, almost died, and totally reshaped his life, lost so much fucking weight. Mm-hmm. He's in great shape. He's doing a good thing. He hikes every day, so full revamp. Yeah. Um, and I had a similar issue with someone in my family. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, your bounce back mm-hmm. from your heart attack inspired the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like, and the people that are in my life who have dealt with that, you know, they're going yeah. through it. They're trying to bounce back. It's the same thing. And instead of just going, oh, that's awesome, man. Glad I could help. He stops the line mm-hmm. and goes, here's what you got to do. You have to keep them busy. You mm-hmm. have to keep them busy and you have to find shit that they care about. He's like, because a lot of these, these older dudes... They have heart attacks, and that goes to their head of, like, I'm old. I'm done. Yeah. I should lay down and quit. Yeah. And you have to fight that. Oh. You have to get in there with him, and it needs to be you. Yeah. Like, it needs to be someone else getting in there saying, you have value. Mm-hmm. You're still a person. You've still got years and years on mm-hmm. this earth. Let's get out there and fucking crush it. And he's like, it's key. Yeah. And I was like, this is why the fuck I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need you to say that. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're yeah. right. But, like. I'm also not surprised. Right. This is why I'm here. Yeah. Because, like, I know you're this guy. And I think that one of the things that happens to us with celebrities, you talk about, you know, things being surreal. I had a different experience with someone else on Dance with the Stars, who I won't name, uh, who didn't give me that moment. Mm 
Mm. And he had other things going on. And I don't right. think they owe me that moment. And right. I don't make, like I said, I don't make that moment out of a lot of things. But there was a dude who was on the show yeah. who was a big fucking deal to me. Mm -hmm. And I just tried once to tell him early on in the show, like, hey, oh. Yeah. I just want to let you know when I was a kid, you know, like I'm a comic and when I was a kid, you were one of the people that I was like, honed in on, yeah. fuck, I yeah. used to do your act in the mirror. Aww. Like I'm like, you're like yeah. a big deal to me. And this guy's like not doing much, you know, yeah. he's on Dancing with the Stars to try to get back. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so in my head, without trying to be a dick, I'm like, yeah. What it's a great a, moment. A hey, a perfect spot. To maybe say America that. forgot about you. Right. I didn't. Right. I've always known yeah. who you are. I love you. Thank yeah. you. And I was trying to have that moment. And it's so funny you use the word surreal because I kind of gave him that in a very casual, subtle, hey, just want to mm -hmm. let you know, blah, blah, blah. And we'd already worked together for the day. I was brand new on the show at the time. And I was like, oh, I just want to let you know, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, man, this must have been surreal for you. And then left. Oh. And dick, I was like, dick move. Yeah, yeah, but also it taught me two really important lessons. One, you don't know these people. Yeah. You think you know you, them. Yeah, exactly. You think you fucking know yeah. them. You don't. Yeah. Second, they don't know it to you. Yeah. You're not always going to get that moment that you want, you know? And I, you know, when you are wanting that moment, you're making it about you. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that. I tried really hard to make the moment I met Kevin after learning that experience about him. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to be like, oh, me, 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 me. I just want to be like, dude, thank you. Yeah. Like, I love your movies, right. your heart attack thing, all that. Like, you, you, you. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. That's all I'm trying to say. And he paused. Mm hmm and went, no, you. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, me, bye. Yeah. Thanks. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I just took so much away from that. Yeah. One, my appreciate, like, if I were allowed, I'm going to be at Kevin Smith's funeral. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. he's he is that yeah. big of a deal to An me impact. because of all of that. And then it led up to this moment. It's not like if he if he had been a dick, I'd still be a fan. Right, right, right. Like he's that. But he cool. really didn't let you down at all. In any way, yeah. and he never has. And yeah. I think that if we all work a little bit harder to try to be that for people, yeah, even on small, small That's scales. What I was, like when you were talking, I was like, you know, we have these dreams of being. I mean, I did. I wanted to be. I wanted to make that impact on people. I and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. But when I taught dance. I was. Yeah. It was a teensy tiny scale, but I still like you saying that is, you know, their dance. I remember being little and like I love my dance teacher, you know, and you make that impact in it. The scale is going to be different, you know, but I taught in high point for three semesters mm -hmm. at the school for kids with like learning disabilities and stuff. And I remember. First of all, it was like a recharge because I just worked from Comedy Central. So it felt like, all right, cool. I've given the world enough dick jokes. Maybe right. I should give back a little bit. <laughs> and uh, but the the parents mm. made it for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I loved the kids. But when the parents yeah. would come in and be like, my kid loves your class or like, you know, my kid like loves you. Yeah. Like he comes home and he's like, Mr. Morris, this Mr. Morris, that. And so blah, blah, yeah. Blah. And, it's you know, true. when the little autistic kid is afraid to go up on the musical mm -hmm. and I, like, talk him into it. And mm -hmm. then the dad's like, I don't know how you did that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how I did it. Honestly. Right. I, if, if I could give it to yeah. you now, believe me, I'm sure it's a more valuable skill for you than it is for me. I don't have any kids. Um, but there is something in when you are really – it's so funny, too, because I've spent my whole life, I think, being fairly accused of being, like, self-centered and narcissistic. Mm. 
I, I, yeah, and I think fairly so because I like I said, I'm I'm very lone wolf. I'm like focused on me. I'm trying to do my own thing. But like something happened to me probably in my early 20s, and I'm curious if you've had this experience at all, whether you started there or ended there or, or where you are in this, which is I've never stopped focusing on myself also. Mm-hmm. But the act of living in, working in, breathing in service of others mm. became real to me. Yeah. Not through like the Peace Corps right. or a homeless shelter I worked in every yeah. weekend or anything like that. And, you know, I've done charity work, but I don't know what it was. Mm. I think maybe a combination of the way our society's moved and different people that yeah. were in my life and a lot of being at School of the Arts and learning about empathy and really listening mm-hmm. to other people and stuff like that is huge in acting. But I just, I'm overwhelmed with how much I'm like, want to just make things better yeah you know what i mean yeah. i want to have a positive impact yeah. i don't want to leave negativity you know if i offend somebody people get offended i'm right. a comedian like people don't always like the things i say that's gonna right. happen same thing with this you know not everything i say on this show is probably great but that's not the point the point is like it comes from a place of if you want to catch up with people who went to school of the arts mm. i don't think there's a better platform right now yeah you know yeah. like you can right. drive to work for 45 minutes and listen to you and I talk mm-hmm. and feel like you're sitting at the elephants with us. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the idea. And that's why I'm doing it. You know, this yeah. thing doesn't pay me anything. The school doesn't pay for this. The Keenan Foundation doesn't right. give me any money. <laughs> like, and if, even if they did later, it would be like, cool, but you guys can't have anything to do with it. You know that, right? Like, this is my show. I'm going to do it my way always. <laughs> and if we say negative shit about the school, suck it up. Yeah. Like, I'm doing it because I love the school, yeah. so shut up. Uh, um, <laughs> and you like you love what it brought you. I do. You know, and you're you're giving back to yourself. I think so. To uh, uh, us, the people who were there, you know, like I like to think of it that yeah. way, and I think it would be easy to twist it into something that's like, you know, this dude just likes the sound of his own voice, and I I'm not say that's totally false, but it does come. I could just have you over. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I could right. just be like, oh, cool, you're in town. We don't really know each other. Do you want to sit down and talk? Right. That'd be weirder. Yeah. But because we don't know each other well. But the platform gives me that, that yeah. opportunity. Yeah. And I don't know if you and I would have ever known each other any better than we did. Yeah. I mean, do we ever even talk to each other I more than two or three times? I don't think Maybe. So. I think it's like all in passing. That's what yeah, I was and mostly about social and stuff, right? I was like, I think like you were friends with some of my friends. What year did you graduate? 13. Same as me. We're in the same class. No, really? Because I was like, I think he's older than I am. I am. Probably. Okay, 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 I'm 31. Okay. But I thought you had I thought you had graduated because you were friends with Katie. Scafidi. Yeah. Yeah, we dated your whole yeah, freshman okay, year. Okay, yes. Okay, I was like, all right. Or no, not. Yeah, your freshman yeah, year. And I was that's, a DMP. That's when I, like, I mean, obviously, that was my first, you know, my first year. Yeah. That's yeah, how Katie I. Yeah, Katie and Lauren yeah. and Dave Brown and I were yeah, always, like, all, chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just in passing. It's so crazy. It wasn't like it's a huge school. And yeah, I know. <laughs> but you like, feel like you know everybody a little and bit. And that's kind of what I mean. It's yeah. like I think that that's – like I said, I, I don't know. I think we were not recording yet when I broke it down. It's like I feel like there's three categories of people that I talk to on the show, which is like the catch-up with old friends. There's mm-hmm. the people that I sort of kind of, sort of kind of, sort of kind of, right? And then mm-hmm. we get to know each other, which is dope, and there's total strangers. And you're definitely in that second category. Yeah. Um, which is so cool. Yeah. And, and it is. And like, that is an abundant category at yeah. NCSA. I feel yeah. like if you go to another school, you're going to have a really small group in the mm-hmm. first group of your friends. 
then you're going to have like maybe a few ancillary, you yeah. know, maybe twice the In number passing, of your friend group. Yeah. And then there are the total strangers, which are mm-hmm. going to be the bulk mm-hmm. of wherever you go to school. For us, you see someone on campus you don't recognize. You're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, they, yeah scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get them out of here. <laughs> well, different perspective, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, we're going through life differently, but I hear you. Um, but there is definitely a sense of like, wait, one, two, three, four, five. No, who's that? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not one of us. And it's like, oh, I'm in music and I play the oboe right. and I've been right. locked away in rehearsal rooms for three exactly. years. I'm like, oh, word. Cool. I didn't yeah. know you were in here. <laughs> cool. But that's weird. Right. That's rare. Yeah. What's way more common at our school, and I think the biggest bulk, is that second category, which mm-hmm. is you feel like you kind of know almost everybody. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't really no. know most of those it's people. It's like what we're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you have a like a idea of what they were. Or even in that time, like, I was, I'm not the person that I was when I was in school. Sure. You know, I mean, a obviously a little bit of it but sure. it's like you, yeah it's just the idea of somebody or you know you knew him for a couple months you got close and then you weren't you didn't talk or you right. know like and did you do the uh you didn't do the humans versus zombies game that we Mm-mm. did did you no do you remember that yes that was the craziest shit i was just yeah. watching videos of that the other day it's funny you mentioned katie in that whole first year that's yeah. like the main that's one of the main things i think about because it was uh-huh. so time consuming for me to run it that was. game that's uh a big de- that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. That's, they play a game like that in high schools now where they're like. Really? Yeah. You have to like, I don't know what it's called. That's I don't, fucking I don't awesome. Know it, but it's like, it's like that and it's big. It's like the whole school and you like. I love that. Can get, if you get shot like in a certain area, like you're out of the game. It's like seniors play it. I think they, I'm going to legit take like 10% credit for that. I feel Because like that was should. me and Bowers started that. Um, so you guys created that on your own. It wasn't. We didn't conceive of the concept. Mm -hmm. Um, It was actually a thing that was kind of sweeping the country. Uh, There was like, it started at this one, I think, I think it might have even started at UNC or it started at like, it started at some like big school. Mm -hmm. And then there became this online community where the people who invented the game created like a rule book you could download if you wanted to do your own game. They had a list of ways to talk to your administration about setting it up that was helpful mm-hmm. to make sure that they were totally aware. Yeah. Um, they basically had a whole pamphlet okay. on how to get started. Um, and then we wrote all the narrative because we decided it's not required, but we decided to do like characters and yeah. a story and all that's this like, like elaborate yeah. stuff. Makes um, more personal then. Well, and that's very much mine and John's style, yeah. you know, is like we're very inter- – I mean he does – you know, he's still in Winston. Yeah. He's doing the peppercorn doing thing, great and like hundred percent, he's one of the most brilliant people yeah. I know. And so we just love the idea of this massive like LARP game where mm-hmm. everybody's running around campus because people often would come. We we made the art. This is our argument to student life. We were like, we often get the criticism that people will come to our campus in the middle of the fall, mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. And there's nobody around. Mm. You're like, why is the campus always empty? It feels mm-hmm. empty. Well, it's like, well, because we're in fucking class all day yeah. studying. We're this like, is a conservatory. Yeah, exactly. We're just yeah. dicking around in the right. quad all day like it's fucking UNCG, yeah. one yeah. love. But, like, it's just not the same it's school. It's not the same. Yeah. And they were like, what can – we think we can add mm. to that. So what we're saying is that this what this game will do – is it'll get more people out. Mm -hmm. So when they are done with class, they're out running around having fun, showing that our campus is lively so that when you're walking other perspectives through, they're like, what the fuck is this place? This is fun. People run around shooting people with Nerf guns (laughs) and their ballet and doing plays. I gotta fucking go here. (laughs) Like, it just feels so much cooler. Um, 
and that was at a time when when the school was was open to it at first i think we did two seasons we were going to do a third and it never Mm -hmm. happened because they wanted to you know it's like anything cool they just wanted to add more rules to it make it harder to make yeah um but yeah that was a that was a productive time i and i in my head i think we had like 120 players for the game that we did so i wouldn't have remembered if you did or not was curious but you remember it happening yeah oh yeah yeah lauren did it yeah, and, and yeah. Katie too, yeah, but she yeah. had her foot in the boot, so yeah. she didn't get very far. It's, it, I mean, that's building community, and and it's fun. You know, I feel like a lot so of times fun. it was a, a lot of hard work. We were all hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> then we were exhausted. Well, and the you know? fa- and that's what other people would say to us. I have the fucking flyer from it here somewhere. Actually, I just brought it in. But oh. um, what people brought to us was two things. One, people were like amazed because they were like, "I can't believe, don't you have work?" You know, like, don't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did, where did you have time to do Mm -hmm. this? And it was like, we're here because we have an insatiable thirst to create. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why we're at the school because we can't stop. We're fucking obsessive about making new shit. Oh, you made a cool thing. Dope. Time to chill out and high five. Fuck no. Mm -hmm. Time to make the next thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like, we got done with stuff at 10, 11 o'clock at night and we're like, all right, now what do we do? But it's it was like, fun. Like it's yeah, like, it's it a game. It's like you were saying. Like you built, you created a life where you're doing things that it's fun. It's not like yeah. it's necessarily all yeah. It's work, and it was but, great practice because yeah. man, trying to manage a production, which is really mm-hmm. what it was, that has roles. That's reality. Yeah, yeah. It was the equivalent of reality TV if we'd been filming it because mm-hmm. it's a competition <laughs> and we set it all up. But we have no idea how it's going to go. Yeah. All we did was create the fucking maze and put the rats in it and yeah. see, like, what the fuck? Do they find the cheese or they get stuck wow. in this part of the maze? Like, we don't know. And then the campus police made us sign a thing that said, if anybody gets hurt, it's on you. Wow. Oh, if, my gosh. Like, any liability happens, it's you. Whoa. And it was... And I don't, even, I don't even think Bowers fucking signed that. I think it's just me. <laughs> you're like, blood is on my... I, you, you're talking about chucking through the woods by yourself, but yeah. really, you got everybody... You're, you're clearing the way for everybody. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. I just have my backhoe in there, just like clearing out land. Um, Paving the way. Well, I just have always felt like, you know, even in like relationships I've been in where someone is very like troubled emotionally and they're like stressed mm-hmm. out all the time, I'm that person who's like, I'll do it because mm-hmm. I can handle it. You know, I feel yeah. like I can take the burden of the stress, but it's bad because you enable people who yeah. should be handling their own shit. Yeah. Because it's so easy for me to be yeah. like, wow, it looks like you're struggling over yeah. there. Just let me, you know what? Just give yeah. it to me. Yeah. Give it to me. I don't want to see you freak out. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to do it and not freak out. So isn't that just the exactly. better way to do right. it? It's not, it's though. Not, it's not. And it, but it's like you want to, you know, you're capable of it. You're like, I got it. I got Back it. Back to the child thing. Yeah. Trying to help the kids. Right. Exactly. Let the kids fucking do it. But for like, you know, you you sound like a perfect person for me to hang out with because I'm like, yeah, you can do it, right? You can take my card to the shop and get a bit. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> like Well, even better, I come from mechanics, me. so like I'll probably oh, just do it myself. Like, yeah, there you, yeah. there you go. But it is, it's, it's great. It's crazy how it all circles around. and For sure. Do you have um, any final thoughts, reflections on our conversation? It was great. It was not what I was expecting. I love that. Way. That's almost what everybody says. Yeah. What does that mean? I think that I, well, I do this thing where I think about something before it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stop that, too, because sure. you can't really. You'll never stop it completely. <laughs> I know. No, it's what smart people do. What you just have to do is, man, and I don't want to patronize, but if you you just have to manage your expectation and be super open to it evolving once yeah. you get in the situation. But pre-thought mm-hmm. is fucking good. 
Is it? Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. But you I'm don't like... want to predetermine, okay. right? You don't want to decide like before you get there. Yeah. yeah, that and you don't, not even your path. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say, totally random. Let's just say that you thought coming over here, he's going to be putting me on the spot mm -hmm. a lot about like, what am I doing right now? What are my plans? Mm -hmm. What is my job? Blah, blah, blah. He's going to put a lot of pressure on me and like, how's the dance thing going? Or whatever you thought. Yeah. Let's say that's your expectation. And let's just say also that you don't want to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Then if you arrive in here and it turns out that is what I'm trying to do and you don't want to do it, weave around it. Mm. Talk about something else. Mm -hmm. Know that when the situation arises that you're not a fan of or that right. you're against, that you'll deal with it when it gets there if it happens. Right. The worst thing you can do is decide before you get somewhere or before you get into something that the worst will happen. And we don't even always know that we've decided it's the worst. Yeah. We just decided something like not great. And even that, it's like, you don't know. Yeah. You don't, you legitimately right. you no don't idea. know me. Yeah. You know me better now by an hour and a half than you did before. Right. All you can do is judge by the episodes you have heard yeah. before yeah. and have I ever talked to Paige no mm -hmm. well Paige Amicon yes but no <laughs> uh yeah I'm, I'm I'm two for oh on the page oh, dancers <laughs> um crushing it but um no but you know it's like I, I think that's really the key and that's one of the reasons I think that I I walk into situations with so much confidence mm -hmm. is just that I know what I bring to the table I know what I don't yeah and I try to cross every bridge as it shows it's like up. Transparency. Yeah. Just being honest. That's and, super yeah. important. Like, yeah. if people feel like you're not hiding anything from them, you're not bullshitting anything, yeah. they'll help you. Yeah. If it's, they feel like you might be up to something over there, they'll yeah. wait and let. They'll wait and see. Watch you scramble. Yep. Yeah. Because like I'm not totally sure what she's up to. Yeah. But if you see someone over there who's like, I'm just trying to get the fucking yeah. thing. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. That person's not hiding. They're not yeah. over there like, I got it. Yeah. They're like, they don't got it. And they're yeah. living that. And like, so I'll help. And, yeah. But the person who's like, I got it. You don't want to help them. Right. Even though they need it. Yeah. They're, they're rejecting than, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They probably need it more. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. I yeah. think it's just managing expectations and saying like, I'm not going to make my mind up before I get there. Yeah. But that you'll, if you have it, you'll never shut off. But this might happen. But this yeah. might happen. But yeah. what if this? That's fine. But just don't let it freak you out. Yeah. Just let it be something that's exciting. Like, to maybe say, this. Yeah, and if this does happen, okay, that's what happens. Like, yeah. okay, it, like, to think of, like, dangerous about it. it's out of your control is, almost yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. But giving yourself enough credit to say, I can get through it. Whatever it is, whatever the situation is at hand, like, I'm going to get through it. And Gotten it's through be everything before today. Yeah, yeah. I think about that a lot. I always say, I always say, if I can, you know, go through four years at UNCSA, I can do anything. <laughs> I always say that because I'm like, that was hard. That was yeah. the hardest time in my life. Yeah. And it, I can do anything now. <laughs> that's absolutely accurate, I think. It, it, you know, it depends on your track there, but I think that that's pretty much true for everybody. And I think that one of the things that's really important is recognizing this is a problem I've had. I went to a school. I was a bad student growing up. Mm -hmm. I was never going to go to college. And then this place got sold mm -hmm. to me as mm -hmm. like, I know you're not a scholar, this is not That's like how, that. I have the same situation. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, word. And what I found out about myself when I went there is like, oh, I'm not lazy. Mm. I am an incredibly hard worker when I like what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And when I don't, I'm not. Yeah. 
And I have to work on that a little bit because mm-hmm. you got to do stuff you don't like to do right, sometimes. Right. It does happen. It, but, yeah. but if you fill your life with mostly things that play to your strengths and allow you to do the things you like and the things that you're both that you both like and are good at, mm-hmm. your self-esteem goes through the roof right. because you're like, I'm crushing it all the time. Like if you're great at fishing and you can find a way to just fish all the yeah. time, to just do that. Why, why are you trying to be a lawyer? Exactly. It's just not yeah. necessary. Like, yeah. sure, if you have an ambition to have some gigantic house, you may not be able to get that with fishing. But you also right. might. Yeah. Just go try. YouTube it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then YouTube yourself, right, and then that's exactly. how you fucking do it, influencer style. Um, no, I think that's true, and I think it's – I'm excited to kind of hear an update from you down the road because mm-hmm. I feel – and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you may be in a bit of a transition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big one. So I'm very I'm very excited based on this conversation to yeah. see where that goes and, and to hear the update. Yeah. We have to have you back on. That'd be great. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. So I've been reading about This episode of At the Elephants was produced and recorded by Rob Morris in Austin, Texas, with music from Daniel Moan and Max Stamper Brown. Everything is out.